Welcome to the next episode of the FMA podcast. If you're an individual or church looking to take your ministry to the next level, visit freedomministryalliance.org for your next step. I hope you enjoy this message. Welcome back to the FMA podcast. This is your host, Matt Hobson, the director of the Freedom Ministry Alliance here at Word Alive International Outreach. So excited to be back with you today. I have a, a, a brief little leadership nugget I would love to share with you guys. Uh, maybe get that out to your leaders uh, and, and hopefully just share a little bit about what we're doing here at our church. We're in a real season of transformation. Um, it seems like um, since Kent Maddox uh, had this encounter with Ed Silvaso, who has just got this tremendous ministry on transformation that our church has just been in this season of transformation and paradigm shifts. Um, Just recently, this week, the mayor's office called us and asked us to take over the National Day of Prayer here in Oxford, Alabama. And so we're just having this uh, huge open door of opportunity uh, of just transformation everywhere. And so if you haven't read the book, Ecclesia by Ed Silvaso, I would highly suggest uh, getting that. It's worth uh, a read. It's got a ton of great information in there, really practical um, information that you can use. And I was the other day just looking at an interview he was doing on paradigm shifts. That's what we've kind of been talking about the last couple of Sundays here at the church. And he said a paradigm shift is kind of like your reading glasses. Uh, I don't know about you if you wear reading glasses or not. I've just turned 44 And I'm still in that awkward phase where I don't need them all the time, so I never really have them with me when I need them. And so he was comparing a paradigm shift to reading glasses. He said when you wear reading glasses, it doesn't create anything new. It just makes everything that's been there visible. And so a paradigm shift is almost like a new lens that you're looking through and you're seeing things in a different way. And so I want to talk today briefly about a paradigm shift Uh, on failure because we've been taught throughout history that failure is bad and should be avoided at all costs and to me the paradigm shift is is that failure is not bad I actually believe that failure is probably the starting point of any real success Um, and stay with me I understand that this could be a a different concept uh, but I want to explain what I'm talking about let me start with a scripture that just really stuck out to me this week in Psalm 73:26, David says, "My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is my strength and he is my portion forever." We're going to fail. And I don't know about you, but uh I feel sorry for David sometimes. Everywhere we go, uh people are talking about David when they're talking about a huge failure in the Bible, and uh and he's pretty much known for that. However, he's also known for being a man after God's own heart. So I want to tell you, in my opinion, why I think that failure is the starting point of success and how we've got to have a paradigm shift in thinking that failure is not always bad. Uh, Think about this. Walt Disney was fired and told he wasn't very creative in a job. And then he went on to become one of the most creative minds, maybe the most creative place you could go to ever. Uh, J.K. Rowling was jobless. She was a lone parent. She was the poorest of poor without being homeless and ends up now being one of the most famous authors of our time. Or how about Thomas Edison? He was told he was too stupid to be in his class. Or Michael Jordan, if you're a sports fan, failed to make his high school basketball team. 
each one of these uh, people had an incredible failure and then it went on to really create a success. So back to my original question, how is failure the starting point of success? I've got three points uh, and then I'm going to share some practical information that, that hopefully you can make this applicable and really help you succeed uh, in whatever it is that you're doing. But I think that failure is the starting point of success because when you fail, you learn. And when you learn, you grow. And when you grow, you succeed. Let me explain that. When you fail, you learn. In Philippians 4.9, uh, all of these scriptures that I give you today are going to be out of the message translation just because it makes it really uh, simple for you to understand. But in Philippians 4.9, it says, Put into practice what you've learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do you do that? And God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. I don't know about you, but I have learned more from things that I have failed at than things that just came easily to me. So when you fail, you learn. And when you learn, you grow. In 1 Timothy 4.15, it says, Cultivate these things. Immerse yourself in them. Then people will see you mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching. Don't be diverted. Just keep at it. Both you and those who hear will experience salvation. So when you fail, you learn. And when you learn, you grow. And when you grow, you succeed. One of the paradigm shifts that Ed Savasso talks about in his five pivotal paradigms for transformation is that our work is worship that every person is a minister, and that our work or our labor is worship. I don't know if you consider yourself that. I don't know what your job responsibilities are or even what your career is, but do you consider that your day-to-day -day things are worship? A lot of us just come to church on Sundays, and then on Monday we turn off the worship and we go to our job. Um, the biblical concept that there's no division, there's no sacred versus secular, everything is sacred as a believer. Everything is holy. And so all of your work is considered worship. In Ecclesiastes 11.6 it says this, Go to work in the morning and stick to it until the evening without watching the clock. You never know from moment to moment how your work will turn out in the end. So failure is a starting point of success if you understand that when you fail you learn and you learn something from it. When you learn, you grow, and when you grow, you succeed. I want to give you a couple of practical examples of how to put this into action. According to studies, if you write down your goals, they're significantly more um, accomplished than if you don't write your goals down. So who doesn't want to accomplish significantly more uh, in their life, in their job, in their career, in their health? Uh, it's proven in all of these studies that if you write down your goals, then there, there is a huge opportunity for those things to actually become a reality. So I want to give you four steps into creating clear and measurable goals that will hopefully lead to a huge success in your life. For me personally, I've always written down uh, my goals. I love journaling. I've gotten out of the habit of doing that. But doing this study on this leadership nugget got me thinking back to when I started really doing that and when I saw it kind of 
come to life in my own uh, in my own experiences. The very first thing we need to understand when you're writing your goals down is you've got to create a vision. The first step to creating a goal is figure out what you want. If you don't know what you want, then how do you know that you uh, are going to achieve it to get there? You don't know what to do. This is actually the fun part. This is when you get to dream about whatever your vision is. I can remember being in India uh, with Kent Maddox at Word Alive, and we were on a mission trip, and he was speaking there, and we pulled up, and there was a news van outside um, in this little village in India and a billboard with his picture on it, and they were promoting him as the speaker and I thought, that is amazing. I would love to be that type of dynamic international speaker. And so um, an example of how to create a vision and write it down is I got my journal out and I wrote in there, I would love to be an international speaker and have people put billboards up that I was coming to share uh, leadership nuggets or equipping or, or presenting the gospel. And so I would write things on that vision like uh, I need to get a, a sports coat. I need to carry myself a different way. I need to do this. And so you, I, I wrote the vision down, and then I actually saw that play out years later. Just recently on a trip to Honduras, my wife and I were asked to speak in Tegucigalpa, a big city in Honduras, the main city, the capital city. And the church had started promoting us all over, just like I saw happen with Kent in, uh, in Beverly. They had our pictures up on billboards. They were plastering everything on social media. And I saw that vision become a reality. So it's very important. Step one is create a vision. Write your vision down. Do you even have a vision for where it is that you want to go? Number two is make it measurable. Take your vision and turn it into a written list of concrete goals. If in your ideal world you're working for yourself, one of your goals might be to start your own company. Choose an achievable time frame to accomplish your goals as well as measurable details so you know exactly when you've achieved them. The next thing, number three, set benchmarks. Most of our goals build up of small achievements, sometimes even years of many small successes. So you need to break your goals up into small actionable steps and assign realistic time frames to each. Then you continue to break down those big steps into smaller and smaller steps until those goals seem less daunting and become achievable. See, benchmarks are a great way to keep you on track. You can find out if you're moving more quickly, more slowly than expected. Um, that's not a problem. You can adjust. Adjust your expectations and your timeline as you gather more information, but you have to set clear benchmarks or how do you know if you're gaining any momentum? The last one is celebrate your successes. I believe the most important part of goal setting is celebrating our successes. How will you reward yourself for hitting your benchmarks along the way? How will you celebrate once you've reached your goal? As we journey to the realization of our goals, it's important to remember our vision. While we want something can provide us with motivation and determination to continue to work towards even when things don't go as planned or if they're more difficult than we anticipated. So just some good steps to help you move forward is to create a vision, make it measurable, set benchmarks, and celebrate your successes. In Proverbs 23, 7, the Bible says, For as a man thinks, so is he. So what are you thinking about? What is it that you want to, to become? What is it that you want for your job, your career, your ministry, 
your family, um, your, yourself as a friend or a husband or a father um, or an athlete. What is those things? Because whatever you're thinking of, it says that whatever you think of, for as a man thinks, so is he. So I would like to challenge you to think differently. Consider these paradigm shifts today. Uh, consider that failure is not the end and that it's a starting point of success. And just remember that when you fail, you learn. When you learn, you grow. And when you grow, you succeed. I hope you've enjoyed our little nugget today. Uh, I'm excited to be back doing the FMA podcast with you guys. Uh, Hopefully these will become more frequent uh, as our time allows here. We've just been in such a busy transition as a ministry uh, that we're just running in all directions. But that's a good thing. So uh, we just thank God that He's showing us favor, that He's given us opportunity. And I just pray that for you as well, that doors of opportunity would open for you, that you would be able to bring about transformation in your life, in your family, in your job, in your career, in your sphere of influence, and that that everything uh, would just be for God's glory. So thanks for listening again to the FMA podcast. If you don't mind, share this out with somebody you think it might benefit, and we will see you soon. If there are any questions or topics that you'd like to learn more about, please email them to matt at wordalive.org and we'll cover them in future podcasts. Thanks for listening.